Well, hey there, welcome to this episode of Sauna Talk. And today on the bench, we are pleased to welcome Jessica Kelso, founder, owner, and proprietor of Lolu in Portland, Oregon, which today comprises two public sauna facilities. Growing up in Oregon, Jess first encountered sauna as part of a bit of the hippie culture of the area, but she, like many sauna enthusiasts, became hooked on sauna from her time spent experiencing the public sauna scene in Europe. We get to hear from her voice the pivotal moment when she committed herself to opening a public sauna in Portland. And after opening her first sauna facility in 2006, just uh, helped grow this business and then opened a second location a few years later. We learn about her company's efforts to reposition their business during this time of COVID-19 when public sauna facilities like restaurants and health clubs and public saunas are on lockdown. <clears throat> and we uh, are just now looking to reopen, you know, safely and within guidelines. How great to hear Jess's heartfelt feelings of the power of sauna as a space for community and gathering, uh, healing, and feeling good. I'm pleased to offer you this opportunity to spend time with a kindred sauna lover. Like most all of us listening to this episode, it's wonderful to hear from someone who shares the appreciation of sauna, much like we do, and how great it is to spend a little time visiting with Jess on her sauna bench to get a better understanding of her commitment to sauna as a passion, as much as a working, living, breathing business. So to learn more about Lolu in Portland, um, you can visit their website. I put a link in the show notes. And uh, I just had a great visit. Um, we did this remotely. This is the first in the series of Zoom recordings. Uh, sure, I'd love to be doing more of Sauna Talk on the Sauna Bench, which is what we've really always been up to. Um, but this is the next best thing. And, um, you know, technology often offers an opportunity to do things a little differently and in this case more expansively so excited to bring you this uh the first of season four where we're doing this remotely um more conventionally you could say uh, but there'll be a day when we're back on the sauna bench together but for now uh, we're on the sauna bench much like world sauna moment we're alone together on the bench so let's welcome jess to sauna talk This show is brought to you by Nice Mug. Nice Mug is the only mug made entirely out of ice. For more information, go to nicemug.com and enter the coupon code SAUNA for 10% off your entire purchase. So here we are, you know, it's um, crazy because uh, Jess, as you know, I record most of the episodes of Sauna Talk on the sauna bench and there you are on your sauna bench. Yeah. And we try, we tried to get me on my sauna bench, but uh, we have a little uh, internet reach problem. So I'm up at our cabin in the north of Minnesota and you are where right now? So I'm in my backyard. Um, I have a barrel, a wood-fired barrel sauna, 
uh, that we use maybe, you know, at least once a week, sort of as a special occasion. Mm -hmm. Right on. And have you been using the sauna a lot more since the clampdown, since the whole COVID thing? <sighs> yeah, I would say uh, not a whole. I mean, I tend to use the sauna pretty regularly anyway. Um, but it's definitely been just a great way to sort of check out for a minute and regroup. Uh, you know, it's just been pretty stressful, obviously. Yeah, understood. So, let, yeah. let's, let's dive right into that. Um, uh, I've wanted to sauna talk with you for a while. You know, part of the whole uh, advance of, of sauna in North America has, has been this wonderful parallel to the resurgence of sauna in the public domain, both in, health, both in Finland and, and now in America. And you've been an early pioneer in bringing sauna to the public. Um, uh, I just think, you know, like unlike a Bed Bath & Beyond where you can cookie cutter, uh, you know, a store or a TGI Fridays in different cities, what, what you've created in your hometown is something extremely unique. And I thought a good, good spot would be just to hear um, your story of uh, Lolu Spa and if you could maybe visit with us and just tell listeners um, what are the facilities, uh, where are they, and... Um, and then we'll back into sort of the impetus to, to how it started and how it got going. Yeah, so we have two um, in Portland. My first location I started in January of 2006. Um, and at the time, I thought it was pretty big. It's about uh, 20, no, it's about 1,800 square feet. Um, and then we have two little treatment rooms. Uh, but over the years, we just started to turn people away. And I just felt like, well, let's do it. So I opened a second location, which is about 2,800 mm -hmm. square feet with two saunas. And that's just, they're both on the east side of the river. And uh, the demand over the years just grew steadily so we were able to fill them up with people right on <laughs> right on and um if we could take the clock back before 2006 that was uh lolu number one right is that what you're saying the first year that you uh, started the first one so mm -hmm. take take us back uh for, well first of all let's take us way back like uh, are you from oregon are you are you from that area or yeah, so Oregon, most of my life, the Pacific Northwest, so Washington State a little bit, Northern mm -hmm. California, but mostly Oregon. In, I grew up in Eugene, so just down the road from Portland a couple of hours. Mm -hmm. and, and how did you first become exposed to sauna as we know it? So my very first, well, as a kid, you know, kind of Oregon hippie culture definitely had saunas here and there and um, the Oregon Country Fair I don't know if you've heard of that but it's a big famous outdoor um, sort of hippie fair and they have a really nice sauna out there so as a kid you know my mom would take me with her friends uh, there but then my first exposure that sort of was actually inspiring to me was actually my um good high school friend 
she lives out in the country outside of Eugene and her neighbor had a really sweet little wood fired sauna in his back yard area. And I think I was maybe, you know, 16, 17. And we started doing that as sort of a fun teenage thing. Right. Um, She has been, uh, my biggest sauna friend over the years, we ended up meeting in Finland later when she was doing an artist residency there and we're still really close. So I owe it all to Anna. (laughs) Sweet. And where, where is Anna? Is she in Oregon as well? She's in Oregon um, outside of Cottage Grove, which is outside of Eugene. So just a few, two and a half hours away. Lovely. Lovely. Um, You wrote, uh, so, so, you went to Europe and you experienced sauna over there um, in your what early twenties? Yeah. And um, were you traveling all over in different countries, or were you uh, visiting Anna in Finland at that time? Or at that time, you know, I was actually visiting Anna in Greece, where she lives part time. Um, and then my husband and I. Um, just took a little swing by uh, Amsterdam. So, Mm -hmm. and Anna had actually told me about a public sauna there and I had never been to one. So at the time um, it was in a squatter building, which is, you know, pretty common in Amsterdam. Um, But it was just such a amazing, fun way to spend a day and afternoon Mm-hmm. Um, and it was obviously incredibly inspiring to me, um, just to be able to, you know, the sort of typical American day spa experience has never been particularly appealing to me of, you know, sort of being in, um, a very confined spa environment and having a practitioner with you the whole time. I really liked the feeling of sort of being set free to wander around, mm-hmm. to go I'm, in and out of the sauna. Right. At your own pace. When you're hot, you leave. When you're cold, you go back in. No, no rules to that. huh? Yeah. And the, uh, that first song I went to in Holland, you know, it was 20 euros for the day and just sort of that affordability factor as well. Um, it sort of struck me as, Oh, this is a totally different thing. It's something that you do regularly through, you know, maybe every week rather than, you know, going to the spa once a year for your birthday. Um, it's just completely different. And it made me realize we just didn't have anything like that here we have a few, you know, sauna type places in Oregon, but what I really wanted to do was sort of a very Scandinavian style that felt like a special occasion. And so that's sort of, I originally came from more uh, fine dining restaurants, hospitality, where it's sort of a theater almost where you have fresh flowers and white tablecloths and it feels mm. special. Mm. Um, and so I kind of wanted to bring that hospitality to the sauna experience where it would feel like oh this is a relief mm-hmm. you know from the clutter and sort of messiness um 
or the gym or the gymnasiumness that can be the American version of that environment. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I've always been very um, focused on the aesthetics. Um, we have just all white walls. We always have fresh flowers. So for me, I kind of brought that fine dining aspect into the American sauna experience and it, people really like it. Beautiful. Um, you wrote about that experience recently, and I, I'm wondering if you wouldn't mind reading it um, for, for oh, listeners sure. and viewers of Sauna Talk. Uh, it was obviously, as you describe, a, a formidable um, moment for you, I would say. And, and was that the, uh, the diving board or the springboard that day uh, for you to start Lolu Spa in Portland? Yeah, it was. Great. If you're comfortable, I'd love love to hear sure. this in your voice. Um, do you do you write a lot? Are you a writer by by um, interest? You know, or? I have I have spent time writing. I've taken you know some writing workshops over the years, and I my other love is books, and mm -hmm. so beautiful. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. So take us to that day, and you were 21 years old, and you were in Amsterdam. All right. So I went to my first public sauna in Holland when I was 21. I knew the basics and took my locker key and towel from the attendant who greeted me at the check-in desk. The entry fee was 20 euros for the day for as long as you wanted to stay. Once in the locker room, I felt a little less sure. The women around me were all speaking Dutch. They seemed friendly enough, and so I watched them and followed their lead. Bring your towel to sit on in the sauna. Your key goes on a rubber band around your wrist or ankle. Nudity was nothing to even notice, and stark naked women strolled around the lounge area, sat drinking tea at the cafe. It had a feeling of everydayness and casual fun. Once in the sauna, I could tell the conversation was relaxed, open for whoever wanted to join in or ignore it. It was fine for me to lay there naked and just be. As my heart rate picked up, the heat took my anxiety and transformed it into sweat, which left my body in small, salty rivers. It was like full body crying. I felt my layers of worry grow thin and inconsequential. I could feel even my deepest existential fears burning off like a fog. When it was hot enough, I went to the outdoor courtyard and dumped a bucket of cold water over my body. Women and girls sat or lay naked on lounge chairs around the courtyard, chatting or resting with their eyes closed. The wind and rain felt nice on my skin, and time drifted pleasantly. I had no idea how much time had passed, and I didn't care. It was odd to feel so relaxed and to somehow occupy my body even more than usual. My heart beat hard, but it felt good. The gray sky above was like a welcoming, soft blanket. And I almost felt at home in the world. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for that. Did you revisit that uh, as maybe a, uh, a, a cleansing sort of way, given this, this period you're in? Or am I reading too much into that? Oh, yeah. I mean, I guess in a way I've been pretty nostalgic about the public sauna experience because it's something that I can't offer right now and you know to me it's sort of the ultimate human communal experience um, it's 
it's it's always felt very humbling and um, connecting to me yeah. to be to share asana with other people. Um, I've gone to many large public saunas around Finland, and it always just has such a sweet spirit um, that feels very uh, generous and. You know, it's a lonely time right now for a lot of people. Um, so, yes, I've been reflecting on what I have been able to offer um, to the public and what I can't offer right now. And, yeah, it's mm. it's a little bit sad for sure. <laughs> Understood. Um, we will get through this. And as a business owner, I know it's hard. And I'm sure many of your close friends are offering encouragement and uh uh, in this time, uh, but you're in the hospitality world and it's um, obviously difficult for you. Uh, before this whole thing, um, you were humming along with two locations, um, reservations steady, I'm guessing, like yeah. the, the restaurants were full kind of a thing, if, if yeah, in the analogy. Yeah. Um, yeah. What was like life for you, uh, say, six months ago? I mean, were you on-premise most of the time? Um, do you have managers, staff? Um, what's for you personally as you were running these two active uh, lo public sauna locations, what was a day in the life like for you? Yeah, I mean, it's been very busy. I've been doing this for almost, you know, 15 years. Um, and we have, uh, oh, we also do massage as well, which has been really popular. So, we have, you know, over 40 staff members. Um, I, you know, as a business owner, you tend to do everything. So a day in the life for me was, which keeps it interesting. Um, you know, I still fix toilets and go buy paper towels and change the website and think up the monthly specials and interview people. So you know, it's definitely, um, it's been a lot. It's been sure. a lot and it goes in and out of, you know, feeling overwhelmed, but also grateful. Like I, there's definitely something to the idea that you really do have to love what you do if you start a business. <laughs> and for me, I feel grateful that I, my mission, I still believe in every day. And and to put you on the spot, can you put into words the mission? Yeah, I mean, for me, it's to bring sauna to as many people as possible um, and make it a part of everyday life. Right on. The, the benefits are just huge, you know, physical, social, emotional, um, and I feel like I'm always learning more about how sauna is good for you in so yeah. many ways. So right. It really doesn't end. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I always thought that, I, you know, at some point, it's like anything that's so great, whether it's a band you love or a restaurant you love, perhaps. I always sort of thought that, like, like those examples, sauna for me would somehow sort of run its course, you know, and then be sort of a oh-hum-hum hum kind of a thing. But... Uh, wow. To your point, it's not that at all. It's uh, it's a record I enjoy playing, and it's 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 a, a dish that I love to have. And 
I will say one thing on that one is uh, I've settled into this routine. And that's why I wanted to ask you on the front end how often you are taking sauna where you're sitting right now. For me, I've sort of settled into this every other day routine, almost religiously, so to speak. Um, and it, it kind of balances that for me where I love it so much that I kind of want a day where I don't have it just to keep things in, in check. And then so like today is a sauna day. So it's that much more special. And yesterday I, I let it, you know, I did not have a sauna day. So, but uh, I, I can totally relate what you're saying. It's amazing how much it continues to give in, in ways that we don't, you know, necessarily see coming around the corner. Yeah, I mean, it's really, it, it's the gift that keeps on giving. I, I never really tire of it. <laughs> yeah, same, same, same for that. So thank you for sharing what life was like. Um, things closed down, uh, what, early, mid-March kind of thing. I mean, all the restaurants yeah, in Portland. Yeah, March 15th, yeah. Right. Um, would you go to, the, to both spas? Even, you know, you had the key and stuff. Would you go sauna there? Or, or did you give that space a rest for a while? Or how did it work for you? You know, you? I have been um, almost without fail at both locations almost every day. Um, just, I have a lot of plants. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I've been keeping the plants alive. I've been actually doing a lot of upgrades putting plexiglass at the front desk, putting foot openers on the doors, um, putting hand sanitizer dispensers everywhere. It's actually been pretty time consuming. Uh, And then pretty much almost as soon as we closed, I launched our online store to sell some of our products, which people have been buying. Which has been great. So I go down and I fill orders. Um, I've just been really trying to keep the spaces alive and moving forward. I have no idea when we'll reopen, but I like to pretend it could be tomorrow. Um, So that's what I've been doing. I've been getting them ready. They're very clean. They look great. Yeah, I saw I saw the remodel on the showers. You had some tiling, doing some tiling work and stuff. (laughs) What what better time, right? You don't have to put the exactly. closed closed for repair sign up. You just go to work, right? Yeah, I mean, as a business owner, I can't really stop moving forward on right. those sorts of things, just because I my my to do list is always huge. There's so many repairs to do, and now is a great time to get mm-hmm. them done, and it just sort of keeps the faith going for me. Good. Beautiful. Um, have you have you done the private rentals? Is this the kind of the reintroduction concept for you? Yeah, I have been doing some private rentals um, now that the shops feel in really good shape, um, and I have a really good protocol down as far as cleaning. Um, and to me, it feels really good to have people in the space again. It's usually only one or two people mm-hmm. at a time, um, you, so it's pretty. Were- yeah, no, I get that. You will be able to do, you know, families or people that are in their own social circle. I mean, that's certainly yeah. uh, the adjacent possible to some normalcy, I would think, for the facilities. Is that right? Yeah. So I feel lucky for that. I feel like it's the perfect place for people to relax and feel better. And um, I feel really good about being able to offer some of that. Good, good. 
So the spirit's coming around for for you uh, uh, as things evolve. I mean, it's been a quiet couple of months in terms of people coming to your facilities, but uh, do you have a, a formal plan for reserving uh, the whole facility for, you know, for private groups and that, or is this just evolving yeah. as we speak? It's evolving, um, but I've definitely been, um, you know, as I go realizing like, okay, we need, you know, a big chunk of time in between to sort of air out and clean and start, I've been figuring out how many groups we could allow in a day. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and can that work for you operationally? Is it, does it make sense? I feel like that can work for um, a while. And eventually, I, you know, eventually we will have massage again. Probably people just coming in and then leaving. But that's very up in the air as far as what our um, county is allowing. Um, personal services are not in the reopening plan yet um they they'll probably be in phase one but there's a huge amount of protocol um for safety obviously and so this next week i'm getting like a new air filtration system in the hvac system as well as uh air cleaning units in each massage room so it's it's going to be expensive but i just you know whatever i have to do oh that's beautiful yeah good for you so that was great uh that um world sauna moment you 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 wrote something really poetically beautiful on that about that day uh i thought it was cool a lot of people from around the world uh, participated in that let's all sauna alone together um uh have you uh, on that score um does anything come to mind in that day, should we do something like that again? Um, is that a springboard maybe to something uh, that, that an idea you may have? Oh, gosh. Yeah, I mean, I love that idea. I think, you know, repeating something where, you know, I have a friend who lives on the coast and, you know, sometimes we sauna at the same time just so we can sort of <laughs> – be together and um i think that would be great um i would have to think about it yeah good good um at springboards to a question about uh other proprietors uh, other business owners like yourself are you in touch with do you collaborate with other uh people like yourself that own public saunas um whether in north america or around the world yeah, I've been in touch with a few people um, around the country, and I have a, one woman in uh, BC that I've been chatting with, um, and we have been sort of talking about, you know, I think a lot of places are going to end up doing private groups for a while just to be able to offer their services. Right. Um, and just, you know, general commiseration, I absolutely have had, you know, conversations with people because there's nothing quite like it, you know, and it is rel- it is a relatively new um, thing that we're doing here in, in the States. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's still a lot to figure out. True. And uh, I mean, it, it's not 
what you're saying is also correct in the motherland. I mean, when you think about Finland, and I don't have the numbers at the top of my head, but at some point um, before World War II, before you know plumbing and all that, every apartment building had a public sauna, and there were hundreds in the Helsinki area. Um, but it was so great to see the resurgence of public sauna um, in the home country of Finland. Um, you've been in touch with uh, any of the owners of those facilities? Um, so the Lolu there in Helsinki, um, Jasper, I cannot say his last name. Yeah. Um, we actually met up with him and had dinner, which was fun last mm -hmm. time we were there. Uh, and you know, he's of a totally different caliber. Yeah. 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 That's, that's a kind of a maximalist, uh, facility he's got going. <laughs> But yeah. can support that, you know, that's uh, it's so wonderful to see that facility. It kind of reminds me of uh, when I was a so we have a, a similar past when I was about your age and you were you had that Amsterdam experience. I was exactly that age uh, living in Europe, traveling around. And I actually worked at the Hard Rock Cafe in London and every tour bus, every American that was traveling wanted to go to the Hard Rock Cafe in London. And I felt a similar vibe at Lulu in Helsinki. It was amazing to see pretty much anybody that was had a backpack or was touring or whatever. Uh, that is a location um, that's a mecca that that young people um, want to see. And uh, yeah, yeah. And Jasper, what a great guy, huh? Oh yeah, um, he's awesome. Yeah, he's a fellow sauna talk guest. Uh, um, I was fortunate enough to interview him as well, and we talked about Lulu. Helsinki and now in the great world of synchronicity I'm visiting with you about Lolu in Portland <laughs> so and it's a very mean it's a very heavy term very spiritual term uh, do you want to share with guests what Lolu means and in its relationship to sauna yeah so um, it's when you throw water on the rocks it's the steam that comes up but it also has a very sort of spiritual meaning um you know it's the steam of life and which is also a great movie have you seen that absolutely yeah <laughs> yeah um yes i have <laughs> it's a great film so yeah the steam of life so and then uh it's interesting also should we talk about infrared or leave that one alone for a while Oh, infrared. You know, I don't even, I don't even know that much about it. I sort of liken it to being microwaved or something, which I know is not necessarily true, but I feel like so much of the health benefits of sauna come from the heat itself. So you really need those heat shock proteins. Yeah. Yeah. And the density of the heat and the steam itself. So yeah, you know, I won't go into that as well. I, I kind of keep an arm's distance from the infrared thing um, myself. But um, if I get into the tit in the tat, you know, tit for tat with the whole thing, I'll, I can usually quiet uh, any conversation by saying, well, where do you throw water on the rocks? Yeah. <laughs> it ends about there. So, um, but thank you for joining us with Sauna Talk. Is there anything you'd like guests to know about, you know, your past with sauna, your, your deep love of, of sauna, your commitment to it as a career, as a profession? Um, a lot of Sauna Talk listeners are, uh, have built their own saunas or are building their own saunas or are lovers of, the, of sauna in the public domain, like you are providing for the community. Um, anything you want uh, listeners to, uh, to anything you want to share? 
Oh, I guess for me, um, it's just, it's had such a big place in my life as sort of um, steering my life in a healthy direction. Um, I'm also like, I'm a sober person. So I've been sober for six years and it's just been this way for me to relax and feel good in my body. And it just encourages me to be healthy in so many other ways. Um, but it's fun. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Right on. Yeah. Beautiful. Tell us a little bit about your sauna routine or your sauna ritual. Do you have one? Um, is there something unique to your sauna practice or can you share with us listeners what your routine looks like? Um, you know, it kind of depends on the time of day. I do like to have a first thing in the morning sauna sometimes, just roll out of bed and grab my coffee and water. Um, my dog, of course. Mm. Your dog looks like he a total sauna pro. He loves it. Yeah. <laughs> just for a few minutes, but right yeah. Yeah. And uh, so in, in the morning, in a morning sauna, how many, how many cycles or how many rounds would you do in the morning? I usually do around three. Mm -hmm. So too much more than that. I'm feeling a little bit tired for my day, but you know, I find three rounds to be really invigorating. I, I do like to use some essential oils. So mm -hmm. I do, you know, a little bit of spruce and mint and yeah. you know, some nice smells. And, and, and you introduce that uh, with the lowly water then the lowly water. Yeah. Um, as you as you think about a day when you're going to sauna, when you know you're going to sauna, um, what, if you had to really boil it down to your favorite moments, you know, the thinking of it, the planning of it, the you know, the lighting of the stove, round one, the first lolu, your cool down, um, the whole the whole sequence. Uh, is there a moment that stands out for you, like ah, this is this is it, or this is my favorite? Yeah, for me, I think. It's the first time you come out and if you're, if the air is cool enough that you can see the steam coming off of your skin um, and just that first cool down, uh, for me, I just feel like, you know, so often we live in our heads and we're just, our body's something that we just sort of carry around. <laughs> yeah, right. And, you know, in those moments when you the steam's rising up off of your skin and you're, it feels very elemental, so it's like there's air and fire and water and you're sort of engaged in that in a way that feels very corporal. Um, and it's very much a physicality that we don't always experience in our daily lives. Um, and I just feel uh, like I'm really occupying my body at that time. Have you seen guests to Lolu Spa get uh, your facilities? Do you see do you see that moment in them where they get basically hooked or transformed, and maybe a story come to mind in that in that realm? Yeah, you know, I really have, and it's definitely what keeps me going. Um, it's not always an easy uh, job, and when someone tells me a story, you know, sometimes people will even write letters just telling me how it changed their day or their life even. Um, a lot of times it really helps people with their um, body image and sort of accepting, you know, 
oh, we're all just these bodies and it's okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, And just being able to relax around other people and realize that, you know, people aren't really judging you in the sauna. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what, uh, what is one thing about sauna that you think is most misunderstood that you'd like others to know, especially uh, both of us being American, um, sauna for many is, is something new. I mean, it's exciting. It's becoming a bigger deal. What do you think is most misunderstood? You know, I think that, uh, the idea that being in the sauna itself is going to be relaxing. Um, you know, I've, that's sort of been an aha moment for people that I've helped them catch up to is it's not necessarily pleasant to be in an extremely hot room for 20 minutes. You know, it's like running up a hill. It feels good afterwards. Yeah. Right on. Right on. So, you know, you kind of have to feel a little uncomfortable. You don't look so it's like the stock photos of sauna are just, you know, these people who aren't even sweating and their hair is dry. But like the reality of being in a sauna is you are red and dripping sweat and it's a little bit miserable. But the feeling that you get afterwards is the reward. And so that's really helped a lot of people like, Oh, it's not necessarily like, I just want to perspire lightly and then mm-hmm. step out. Like you yeah. really need to. Yeah. Yeah. In the analogy of exercise, you know, they say no pain, no gain. I mean, you got to really kind of, kind of work it out sometimes. It is the same thing. Um, yeah. And you know, the uh, Rhonda Patrick talks about that. Of course, you know, her um, found my fitness researcher um sort of the the dynorphin which is the sort of feeling that I want to get out this is hard and it happens in exercise and it happens in sauna um so that sort of um it's the relief from that that feels good totally <clears throat> it's the rubber band theory of sauna also where you know you can find yourself say re-entering the hot room because you feel a cold breeze outside and, you know, your conditional response is like, oh, my God, I want to go back in because you maybe had a good experience getting warm. But uh, when you when you rush that experience of, of going back into the hot room when your core hasn't completely cooled, well, now, now you find yourself in a tough spot because you get hot too quickly and you end up sort of jackrabbiting back and forth, back and forth and, uh, and, and losing any of this kind of like deep resonating complete core heat and then the complete cold cool down. And I think to your point, that's, that's where that those endorphins like really, uh, really are released is through that extreme of heat and cold. Right. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. So you see that with your guests transforming themselves into sauna pros with longer, longer heat ups and cool downs. Yeah. Sometimes they come in at first and they say it's too hot in there and you know, I say, just stick with it for a few minutes. It'll be worth it. Yeah. Jump in, you have to jump in the cold shower. And once I talk them into that, then they get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. It's like starting an engine, right? Like once you get it running, it's uh, very it becomes quite comfortable, the extreme. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Well, thank you. Uh, a couple other quick questions. Well, I got you. That's okay. Yeah. So, so more kind of um, spiritual questions in a way. You know, you're well-traveled around the world and stuff. Uh, is there a place that comes to mind if you could 
like have a mobile sauna, say, and bring it anywhere in the world um, and, and enjoy a sauna. Um, what's the first place that comes to mind for you? You know, for me, um, I would have to say uh, Stanley Lake in Idaho. It's a beautiful mountain lake. It's snow melt. It's so cold. Um, it's where I went to on my honeymoon. And I've always thought, you know, having a little mobile sauna there would just be perfection. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds great. Another abstract one is if you could sauna with anybody, anybody in the world, sort of dead, alive, in the past, the present, future, um, who's the first person that comes to mind for you to sit on the sauna bench with? You know, right now in my life with the way the world is, um, I'm really missing my friends. Um, I think I would have to say, I would like to sauna with Anna, hmm. my original friend who, you know, showed me the ways and I really miss her and we just have such a good understanding of each other and she loves sauna as much as I do. We went to Finland and we did 10 saunas in 10 days together and it was the best time of my life. So mm. I think I'd have to hop in a sauna with Anna. Lovely. <laughs> Lovely. Thank you. Jess, I can't thank you enough. You know, it's like sometimes these constraints offer these opportunities and uh, I'd love to be having my microphone sitting on the bench with you, but I feel like we've sounded together. This was a great, uh, a great time. Um, any closing remarks? Uh, hello to Anna out there in the world, and maybe this uh, <laughs> this dream will be be true soon for you. And I I, I wish you well with that. Any any parting words? Oh, thank you so much. Um, you know, I feel like. It's so easy to make friends with other people who love sauna. Um, it, they're the fastest friends, so. That's my wish for our world and this life is that we'll be able to sauna with strangers and new friends again soon. Thank you. Jess. Thank you. Thank you.